0: Let's pray yes heavenly father god of all concord it is your gracious will that your children on earth live together in harmony and peace defeat the plans of all those who would stir up violence and strife destroy the weapons of those who delight in foreign bloodshed and according to your will end all conflicts in the world teach us to examine our own hearts that we may recognize our own inclination toward envy malice, hatred, and enmity. Help us by your word and spirit to search our hearts and to root out the evil that would lead us lead to strife and discord so that in our lives we may be at peace with all people. Fill us with zeal for the work of your church and the proclamation of the gospel of Jesus Christ which alone can bring that peace which is beyond all understanding. For Jesus Christ our Lord. Amen. Amen. All right. So the question was asked. What are we doing today? Pretty much. All right. Um, so uh, what I would ask you to do is uh, kind of get a hymnal or pass it around, if you could. And uh, and turn to. Got a Let's see. I, I think page one eighty-three. Oh, in the front of Lutheran service book. As we, uh, as we, we continue pressing on in uh, the study of the divine service. Now, we have not exhausted the Song of Simeon. I don't know, can you ever exhaust scripture? You know, a lot of what we do is introduce. Or continue in, right? Uh, but yeah, you can never exhaust it. Um, but Luke twenty or Luke two, of course, the Song of Simeon. Uh, you see that on page one eighty-two, the Nunc Dimittis. Uh, we've been talking about that for the last couple weeks, but its location in the service, I think, is is quite revelatory, uh, where it's placed directly after re- having received the Lord's Supper, the body and blood of Christ for the forgiveness of sins, and now. Uh, in the service we sing the song that simeon spoke after seeing the christ lord now you let your servant depart in peace or go in peace your word has been fulfilled uh, so and it, it, it's it, it is kind of a unit because as we pray in the lord's prayer um, you know our father who art in heaven and then also give us this day our daily bread you know some have 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 noted the connection of daily bread to communion as well, just given by God. So, so the Lord's Prayer uh, definitely has its place in the divine service too. Also with reference to the absolution. Also with reference to the uh, the Lord's Supper as well. Now we come to the post-communion Collect. So we're we're kind of uh, you know coming towards the. conclusion OF OUR STUDY VERY RAPIDLY. BUT uh, THERE'S MUCH TO SAY, I, I, I THINK, ABOUT THE post communion collect. NOW YOU'LL NOTICE IN DIVINE SERVICE SETTING 2, WHICH IS IDENTICAL TO DIVINE SERVICE SETTING 1, EXCEPT FOR THE MELODIES, PRETTY MUCH, BUT THE post communion COLLECTS ARE IDENTICAL HERE WITH DIVINE SERVICE SETTING 1 AND DIVINE SERVICE SETTING 4. Um, THAT'S, I, I BELIEVE, NOTED IN YOUR, in your HANDOUT. So, if you go to page 166 or 183 or 212, you're going to have three options for the post community college. In divine service setting three, which is kind of modeled after, structured after TLH page 15, uh, you'll find two. And, uh, you know, with reference to that, if you look on page 183, uh, the first two columns for the post-communion collect; these are the prayers that are identical in Divine Service and setting. Three TLH page 15. All right. So um, you know that's is kind of a structural issue, but but there are differences and distinctions in terms of the petitions asked of God in these prayers. Here we go. Um, let's let's look at the first prayer on the on the far left initially we give thanks to almighty god that you have refreshed us through this salutary gifts of course speaking of the lord's supper not only useful but beneficial and uh, a, a blessed and freely given gift of god so that's uh first of all or first off you know the giving of thanks uh, for having refreshed us so we actually believe that of course, that's why we pray it, having refreshed us. Um, so we actually believe that God gives what he says in the Lord's Supper. And along with with uh, his body and blood, Christ's body and blood, he does give the forgiveness of sins, life, and salvation. He does give refreshing. So uh, Luther, for example, will, will speak of, uh, of the Lord's Supper as medicine for the soul which is a, a beautiful illustration, a beautiful picture of what God himself gives by means of his word attached with bread and wine. And then we have the, uh, the petition. So after giving thanks, we implore you that of your mercy, you would strengthen us through this saying, that is, through the gift just given that we received, that you would strengthen us in faith towards you and in fervent love toward one another uh so so even here there is that vertical dimension but also the horizontal dimension right so faith has to do with you and god love toward one another of course has to do with your brothers and sisters (coughs) too right and then we have the the conclusion through jesus christ your son our lord who lives and reigns with you in the holy spirit one god now and so uh so you know we're we're giving thanks we're petitioning the lord that he strengthen us in faith and in love through jesus christ all right so so here we also have the trinitarian formula right with jesus christ your son the holy spirit and we just pray to god the father right we're praying petitioning god the father all right, that becomes more clear, perhaps, in the second communion collect. O God the Father, the fountain and source of all goodness, who in loving kindness sends your only begotten Son into the flesh, we thank you that for his sake you have given us pardon and peace in the sacrament, and we ask you not to forsake your children, but always to rule our hearts and minds by your Holy Spirit, that we may be enabled constantly to serve you. And then again, the Trinitarian... Formula with reference to the Son, the Holy Spirit. And of course, the context is that we begin initially uh, petitioning uh, by saying, Oh God, the Father. And notice the fountain and source of all goodness as well. Does God give us anything bad? We might have a hip reaction to that and say, Oh no. well, yeah. Because <laughs> we have bad in our lives sometimes, don't we? Uh, but uh but here, you know, the, the the statement fountain and source of all goodness. <clears throat> um, the eyes of all look to you, O Lord. You've probably heard that prayer before. Uh, you give them the food at the proper time. You satisfy the desires of everything. Right? Um, we acknowledge that what we receive from God. Well, actually, I mean, let me backtrack. We we acknowledge that what we receive is from God. Right? Uh, the good and even. Um, you know, even, even the, the evil, the bad, either God himself gives or God himself permits. For his use, though. You know, uh, we, we learn, for example, in James, that God indeed tempts no one. Uh, you know, if anyone is tempted, let him not say, I am tempted of God. And yet, God does test. Not unto evil, but for good. Right? Remember, God permitted Job to suffer, but it was not directly, immediately by God's hand. All right, um, and uh, you know, so so that's important to note um, that what we have from God, uh, both good and evil, um, or challenges, we might say, uh, to Him we are to give thanks to him we are to continue praying so it 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 gets really struggling or it's challenging to our human nature and this is where the uh, you know I I use kind of Paul's language crucifying the sinful flesh Uh, Luther speaks this way too Uh, Jesus speaks of denying self and taking up the cross and following him Uh, but it can be really difficult Um, and Seemingly impossible when we see things like our Lord saying, be anxious for nothing. How are we not to be anxious for anything? Right? Now, now sometimes people will make a, a, a distinction between concern and worry. And, and perhaps there is a, is a distinction, but sometimes it's just semantics, too. It is. Right? You know, uh, because I mean, how does worry express itself? How does anxiety express itself, right? Um, and and we we see this perhaps on the TV, uh, especially these. I, I don't know. I almost want to say, when when did uh, when was the new uh, leader elected um, or inaugurated? Um, but it, it seems like you know I mentioned this last week, but it almost seems like every week there's something new. You know. Uh, and and the one side is like, well, yeah, this is okay. We've got to change society. The other is is kind of up in arms, it seems. And there's a polarization, you know. Um, and we are tempted in either extreme, right? You know, to be uh, kind of uh, I don't know. On the one hand, political, and on the, <clears throat> the one hand, pacifist. You know, um, but uh, but with reference to. Uh, know who we are in Christ. The Lord hasn't changed His call for us to continue believing. You know, and being who we are called to be in Christ. And that may look like it's nothing spectacular, by the way. But but what does God call us to do? You know, the the words, uh, you know. Through, uh, through Paul and Thessalonians still stand, you know, live peaceably with all men. And, uh, you know, in, in various other places, Paul speaks of this too. Uh, you know, seek to lead a quiet life. You know, and uh, but, but how are we are to be His people, uh, God gives us strength to do that uh, continually. So by means of His Word and Sacrament, so first of all, in, in, first off in this, uh, in this middle prayer, post communion collect, we recognize and we pray to the fountain and source of all goodness. And God the Father, that would be inclusive of the fact, as we confess in the creed, I believe in God the Father Almighty, maker of heaven and earth, right? That he's made heaven and earth, things seen and things unseen. And what he, what he allows, what he permits, actually is always for the good of his people. So we have those words, those comforting words from Paul in Romans, if God is for us, who can be against us? And that's not to say that we ought to just start bearing arms and you know seek to, uh, seek to conquer, seek the victory through our own actions. Um, but rather, we continue trusting our Lord. And where we are able to give speech, uh, we do so. Uh, but as the writer through the Ecclesiastes says, you know, there's a time to speak and a time to remain silent, too. Uh, you know, I, I think of, uh, you know, the, the past, I don't know, almost the past year, we have heard various reports of mobs and protests and rioting. Uh, that may be a time to remain silent in the sense of, if you're in the thick of it, saying something is not gonna help, potentially. Uh, and that's that, that's what always gets me, I, I forget, uh, who is that, uh, that one pastor of that, that uh, extremist Baptist group? Westboro. Westboro. What they do, I think, does more damage for Christianity than good. I think. Um, and, uh, I think I know And uh, I, I know of examples, and I, I, I never heard one for myself, at least uh, on the campus where I was serving, but I heard from students that, oh, there's a sidewalk preacher. But what did he say? You know, and he was saying basically all students are going to hell and and et cetera, et cetera. You know, and that didn't help. Uh, Brother Jed, I don't know if you've heard the name Brother Jed before, but I think I think he and her a, a group kind of you know similar uh, self-proclaimed preachers I call them, but um, they didn't have a call. Uh, but it was a wonderful opportunity to talk with the students about that, right? Uh, You know, that uh, you you don't see too many uh, Lutheran pastors on the sidewalk just preaching. Mm -hmm. Uh, But you do see them in church on Sunday preaching and proclaiming the gospel. Uh, Missionaries might be a different category to some degree. Um, But one of the things that, 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 uh, you know, kept being harped on is is the fact that, uh, you know, even Christians are sinners, and that's true. But Christians are sinners, but they're not going to help because of Christ. But that message never seems to come out in the, by the sidewalk preacher, you know. Um, and uh, you know the, the message is, is very much watered down. It is it's assumptive, assumptive, it, it assumes um, that there are no Christians on college campuses. You know, just but by way of that. But if you're in a mob, for example, people are, are people going to listen? You know, what do we see? we actually see examples of this throughout the Acts of the Apostles and, and with with with, uh, with Jesus too uh, to a certain degree. But with the apostles, you know, they would speak like. Uh, remember, um, where is it in Acts? I, I want to say Acts 16, Acts 17. You know, uh, Paul on Mars Hill. You know, and there's a crowd of people, but but they're actually listening, and it's a different story when they're actually listening mm-hmm. um, than if they're not listening. You know, the mob is going to do what they're going to do, and that's why uh, I don't know. I, I didn't want to talk about this today, but but I I, uh, I don't know. Just here we go. Yeah, I know, I know. <laughs> but but with this verdict, independent of how you feel, independent of how I feel, there's still a sense that. Of questioning whether or not it was influenced by, you know, the power, the political powers that be, you know, and what was said, and uh, you know, it's 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 very problematic um, and troubling. But uh, you know, perhaps that would be for for another time. But you know, the, the one question that, that, that I have, and I I think I know the answer, but is it is this is this enough? No, no it it's, it's going on. to continue, right? I mean, because there's something else going on here. The doesn't work. It isn't enough. No, no. I mean, giving the knee, for example, you know, a while back to Black Lives Matter, that's not sufficient. It's a far-reaching mm-hmm. agenda. Mm-hmm. So, I, I and I, I think it's really easy to kind of nitpick and say, okay, this and this and this. But I, I think, you know, I, and, and I, I think there is a bigger picture here you know, as well. Um, but, uh, you know, I, I'm also aware, as you might be too, that uh, there, there are any number of, of church bodies and congregations that are kind of, you know, um, tempted and being tempted and leaning more towards justice and social justice rather than the gospel. That temptation has always been there. And I, I think it's actually growing um, in intensity, you know, for, for churches to become more politicized rather than simply to be about preaching the gospel mm-hmm. you know and, and speaking I have a, lot, a comment you... about that okay.
1: okay so if you say nothing you have picked a side if you say something you've picked a side mm-hmm. and I know that uh, Missouri Synod one of the things that they wanted to put into practice
2: mm-hmm.
1: was uh, creating an, like an internship. anyway, it was teaching young people, and this is not this is out of college, this is going into a career, that they would become positive lobbyists in Washington. For um, the church, okay. So that's picking a side. That's um, that's being political because of your of your faith. So um, you know, to me, you're kind of damned if you do and damned if you don't. If you don't say anything, you have created a monster yeah. and if you do say something then you're gonna create a
0: monster. Yeah, I, I you know I, I would say it kind of depends on what you say because I mean the church is always speaking. Otherwise I mean, it's of the church. But yeah like, I, I mean I, I know and I, I forget the name of the, the organization but uh, you you may be aware like Reverend Gregory Seltz, who was the former Lutheran hour speaker is now in Washington. Well, it was too.
1: kind of through him, right. I think, that that thing was supposed to start. Yeah. I don't
0: know. <clears throat> but I, I, got I think it funded,
1: but that was yeah. what—that was what they wanted to do.
0: Yeah, you know, and, and that's—you uh, know—I mean, that there's—I I think there's room for discussion because uh, you know, you, you might recall—I I think this was it, 2010, around there, um, when uh, when President Harrison. Um, was actually um, I, I I forget if it was the House of <coughs> representatives that he was speaking to, um, but he was on a panel. There there were a few other uh, clergy members with him,
2: yeah.
0: and he was he was giving testimony against the uh, the morning after pill, yeah. if I remember right. do You recall that? And I I do remember, you know seeing him, seeing clips of him and thinking to myself, you know we need more of this not to be political but uh, but, but you know to, uh, to speak the truth yeah,
2: speak the truth and stand for what we believe
0: yeah yeah and, and you know I mean it, it wasn't you know I mean he, I, I, I think from what I recall he, he also gave a clear confession. Of, of who we are as Lutherans I, it, you know I mean you can only do so much but but you know speaking about the excuse me the sanctity of life you know and, and giving testimony um I want to call that political some certainly would probably but but then you have to ask yourself okay what is the agenda you know what are you hoping to bring about by by doing this um and you know that there is a, like what you were talking about in terms of lobbyists and the like. Um, just, I, I, I guess I wasn't aware of that. I, I, I've heard of you know more encouragement with reference to missionaries and you know like interstate in I, I don't or, know
1: that this really it didn't get. It was a grant that they wanted LWMl to yeah.
0: uh,
1: finance. It did not. It was not on the. Yeah. It was. It was not on the ballot. But the point yeah. being that that you would ultimately have people in the Congress who would be Christian.
0: Right.
1: And yeah. promote Christian ethics right. and ideals. Which is great. Right. And somebody has to pay for it and of course who's gonna do that. But right. but um, yeah. you know, I, I I don't think you can get away from. You, I guess you could call. It, I I would call it political. You can't. You got to make a stand. Well, don't you think Martin Luther and his day? I was think Martin Luther did. Political. I did, mean, he did. had to be because the state and the church were one, and it definitely you know, began right. So in his no way, after Martin Luther well, to stand politically.
2: Political. We we got to try to keep the
0: politics from taking the church away. That you said we were after yeah. yeah, keeping them distinct, but yeah, I mean it would be worthwhile to have a study on on Luther just, I think on that in terms of how because like he, he you know he, he did counsel um, in, in various ways the, the, uh, the political leaders, you know um, and, and, and namely especially those who claim to be Christian. Yeah. He said it's your responsibility to love your neighbor. How do you do that? Know, kind of thing it also got him into trouble a little bit so you, you may have heard of something called the the, the peasants revolt I think was it 1525 Does that sound about right forever. Um, but 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 he was you know the peasants came to him you know wanting his opinion on things and, and he would say he would kind of check off yeah 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 no not that not that that's not that's not your call that's not their duty and so on and so forth um, but they revolted and uh and and you know essentially I, I there there are i think some parallels today to some degree um, but uh, but the authorities were not doing their job they were letting the mob rule so he said you know take it on yourself do what you're supposed to do and keep order and peace mm-hmm. the problem was they went a little too far you know so then he had to reprimand them Know, okay, you've done you, you've done more than enough right now. Stop. You know, um, and and Luther, um, much much like the rhetoric today, I think is is often misunderstood. You know, um, so I, I think we have to be careful. Um, you know, just in terms of what words are said and in what context such words are said. You know, and uh, but but I, I think you know there, there is the vocation of politicians as well, and you know, really fundamentally, you know, what what is a politician supposed to do ideally? Work for the people. Yeah.
1: Represent.
0: Yeah. Work for, a a, for a a and the and Yeah. And, and and I would, I mean, it, it's still kind of ideally. I think it's on the books this way. It's still one of service. To be. As I, read you know, so, so also the, also the, the president people. too, you know, and the administration yeah, are not to serve themselves but to serve. the As I recall, in Greece, ancient Greece, uh, men were called up to be politicians once every X number of years, according to what the population was. And it was for a relatively short time, three or four years, I think. And because of how large the population was, they would have their one term and go back to their farm or, or whatever.
2: That is certainly not what we have today. That's the way this country started out, though. They all yeah. they all served with no pay, and they didn't have any, mm-hmm. you know, there wasn't much incentive to get rich. They didn't have politics. book deals? Huh? They didn't have book deals? Yeah, <laughs> book deals uh, on I parchment, mean, right? Most of our early politicians ended up poor off when they got out it, financially when they got on it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they yeah, yeah, sure did. Both yeah,
0: last one. Last one I know of that ended up poor when he was poor when he became president when he was very true. Yeah. Most of the signers of the Declaration died in after there, poverty. There's quite a few issues right there, and yeah. we're not here to to solve those issues. I, right. I, I do have a question on really? the subject. <laughs> okay. On page 183, you have post-communion college, and there's different ones how do you choose which one how do I choose personally or you or the agenda or something. well the, the agenda kind of doesn't you know I, I think that the rubric is if you could say that I mean it's optional <laughs> you know it's you know generally what, what I do is uh, um, if we're saying the Nicene Creed oftentimes then I'll go with a shorter I, I mean, it, it's, you know, there, there's no, there's neither here nor there, but I, I think for the last few Sundays, because it's Easter season, I've been using the, the last one, generally. So, um, you know, there, there's, I, I don't have any hard and fast rule, you know, um, but, you know, that, that's, you know, it, it, it's helpful to look at it. I mean, that the first and the second we're, we're probably more familiar with, you know, simply because, you know. Um, you know, from TLH and and, and, and uh, you know, from earlier uh, from, from sources, you know, the, the prayers that have been said. Um, I, I know personally, like when I, when I visit uh, shut-ins, for example, um, I've, I've pretty much memorized the first one. So that's what I'll say because I don't usually have it in front of me. Um, but, uh, but I'll pray that one and it, it, it encompasses everything uh, that, that uh, we want to say. The second one Uh, of course is a little um it's a little more um, thorough i think in in some areas so you have you know so if you just do a comparison almighty god is what you say in the first one the uh the conclusion is uh, is is fairly identical but in the second prayer there there's more um there 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 is uh, a greater a greater depth in terms of you know father the fountain and source of all goodness you know uh, who in loving kindness sent your only begotten son the first one doesn't deny that at all uh, but it's more explicitly spoken and prayed in the second one you know so so we see this movement in the second one father a fountain source of all goodness loving kindness sent his only begotten son into the flesh Um, why to save us from our sin you know and and so the the entire communion liturgy kind of comes to the here. Uh, We thank you that for his sake you have given us pardon and peace in the sacrament. Um, So, uh, you know, here specifically we're we're thanking the Lord for giving what he says he gives, which we confess that he gave us. You know, we we believe uh, that there is pardon and peace. You know, so I I, I think maybe this is a way also to, to consider the liturgy as not only uh, confessing, but also reinforcing, and uh, and revealing to also the non-Christians that might be, not be might might be among us, but also the non-Lutherans. Yeah, we actually believe this stuff because it's true. So if, if someone says, "Why well, I don't I, I don't believe that uh, you know that, that God gives that Christ gives His body and blood," uh, they can't pray this then. right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, think about it. Um, you know, and when, when 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 guests come in, are they able? They can say quote say the creed, the Nicene Creed, the Athanasian Creed. When we get to it, Trinity Sunday is coming up um, in a couple weeks, uh, the Apostles' Creed. But but non Christians can't really say that. They can say it verbally, uh, but they can't say it from the heart. They can't say it out of faith because they don't believe. And and that's really the distinction. Again, it kind of comes back to, to uh, you know, how we started way back when. You know, what is Christian worship if not Christian? If it's not Christian, it's not worship, right? And 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 this right here, I, I think you know, uh, tells volumes with reference to uh, you know the the different styles of worship that we see today. You know, and and, and just namely the the, the the question, you know. Um, you know uh, about what kind of worship it is. You know, if it's Christian worship, then it's not for the non-Christian. Think about that. If it's if it's Christian worship, it's not for the non-Christian in the sense of you know uh, them believing and confessing because they can't. However, uh, what do they hear at our services that are Christian? They hear the good news, don't they? They hear the law. Um, In in fact, it's it's quite striking, especially like, uh, well, Enosh brought a a co-worker, and uh, I I was reminded of this. When we say the confession, when we confess our sins, what actually is that saying? We are poor, miserable sinners. Right? We have not done and we, we don't do what God has commanded us to do. In love to Him, love to our neighbor, And the like and it really kind of puts you know it it, um it identifies us as those needing salvation continually and the divine service surrounds that right i mean the emphasis of the divine service is is not just that we are sinners but how god saves us and the means by which he does save us currently presently right uh, but for a non-believer, they hear that, well, how can that? you know, hopefully they ask questions. I, I'm, I'm guessing not all of them do or at least they, they don't all verbalize it. Um, but what we what we testify to in the divine service is nothing but the truth. Um, you know and, and it, is, it is such a testimony, and, and that's why we make such a big deal about the hymns that we sing, the words that we say. Uh, The preaching that's here, the prayers that we pray, etc., etc. All right. So, so notice the 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 structure here. So first, um, we acknowledge the Father and who He is, what He has done in sending His Son. We thank Him for giving us pardon and peace in the sacrament. The very things that Christ Himself says He gives. Right? Take eat, take drink for the forgiveness of sins pardon and peace in the sacrament. And then and then the petition. We ask you not to forsake your children, but always to rule our hearts and minds by your Holy Spirit. Um, is that only when things, by the way, are going as we want them to go? It also includes, like, I don't know, maybe today, you know, the last couple months, the last couple years, all our lives. I mean, and we were talking about this last night a little bit, and I just have to say this in our catechesis, but it, it dawned on me that, you know, we pray the Lord's Prayer. What import and significance that it has, especially in our day? Always, but especially in our day. Um, what does it mean when we say, Hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done. On earth as it is in heaven. I mean, all of this has, has practical significance uh, for the here and now. Whatever the circumstances we find ourselves in, as by the way God remains God remains God regardless of what the world says and regardless of what goes on in the world we ask you not to forsake your children but always to rule our hearts and minds by your Holy Spirit and and notice that there is a connection here directly to the Lord's Supper too you know um, how do we know one of the questions I asked some students uh, you know for example they'll, they'll say like God is always with us and I'll, I'll ask well how do we know that And, and and very few will say, Well, because he says he is. Because what? Right? Very few will say because he says he is. Yeah. You know, I, I would imagine that many will just many would say, Well, I just know. Well, how do you know? And they might say, Well, because I feel that he's there. <laughs> it's old, <but> it's, yeah. <laughs> when I mean I heard I heard this morning on the news but not uh, I what was the? Uh, uh, I think his name starts with a G. Uh, before Floyd, there was another man who basically similar circumstances. Is yeah. Ring anyone?
2: Yeah,
0: uh, I'm not sure exactly where it was, but the but the police officer was was not was found not guilty.
2: It
0: was in Missouri, wasn't it? Oh, it
2: Ferguson. could have been Ferguson. Uh,
0: Ferguson. Uh, Ferguson. But but I met. Yeah, that's that's a different one? <laughs> well, that, that's... Uh, How many so are there? Many. i I don't know. You're um, talking about Gray. and he was from Baltimore. Okay. He was in the back of the... But yeah, the uh, the, the one in uh, <clears throat> Ferguson, um, that was... I, I, I don't know, because our, our synod, of course, the synod headquarters is in, in St. Louis, which is really close, right, to Ferguson. And I i, I don't know what, what has come of it, but apparently they had some uh, pastor who was kind of I, I want to say station there you know you know kind of you know for community you know orderliness and, and, and things like that but but what, what struck me this morning was uh, uh, I think it was the mother of this of, of, of his name is gray um, I, I forget the last name but um, but but he was killed and the mother was you know they were they were interviewing him they were asking or asking her I should say you know what she thought about you know Floyd, and you know the case and, and the verdict and the like. And it, it struck me that she said, you know, she she said that I knew that my son was here with me and he was dancing too. You. I knew. I knew that my son was with me. You know, kind of present, but in a in a metaphysical metaphysical kind of way. Um, and and you'll hear a lot of that because you know that's not biblical. And people are not going by what the Bible says, you know, with, with reference to, to these things. Um, but, but here, you know, trying to make a transition there, before break, we ask you not to forsake your children, but always to rule our hearts and minds by your Holy Spirit. And that has to do, by the way, with the Word, right? It, it's not, when we speak of the Spirit, we don't mean that, uh, we, we don't mean to suggest that God works immediately with us. He did in the past with with several others, but but we have to remember, like with the prophets, for example, um, they had visions, you know, that, that God gave them, and uh, you know they had the Word, God's revelation. We have God's revelation too, and it's not like God to us; it's God through the Word mm-hmm. to us, you know. So, um, you know, we, we know something is true not because we feel it, but because God says. You know, uh, you know. And, and and this is this is quite significant because I, I think today I mentioned this last night and uh, I'll probably mention this in other places too but but so often people go by emotion and because they feel something then they equate that feeling with God <clears throat> or that idea with God and that's not the case and, and here in this prayer directing us um, you know to to what God himself gives so when we when we Pray by your Holy Spirit, well, we confess that the Holy Spirit works only through the Word. And the Spirit testifies of Christ. You know, So we're not going on a limb here, as, as many do, um, but rather we always constantly ask the question, what does God say? And then notice the connection that we may be enabled constantly to serve you. Well, what does that mean? That's pretty all-encompassing, isn't it? Uh, serve you in you know in, in congregational life serve you in family life serve you in civil life you know uh, serve you everywhere so it's, it's not like uh, you, you've heard of the uh, the Sunday Christians perhaps? I've heard of the Christmas and Easter ones okay yeah there's that um, so Christmas and Easter so that would I, I don't know there's some kind of acronym that I, I, I'm aware of I, I forget what we it is we used
2: to call of, of the C&Es
0: Oh, Christmas Christmas. Okay. Yeah, yeah there, there's the... Uh, I, I, I picked this up years ago, um, especially with reference to the Catholics. The idea was, okay, you could be a good Catholic as long as you go to Mass on Sunday, right? You know, so Sunday you could, you know, you could party hard. You
2: could do whatever you wanted all week. Yeah, during the week.
0: But, but if you're in church on Sunday, then that makes you, you know... I know where you were going with uh, the Sunday Christian. Yeah. You have people that... Live like a Christian on Sunday and live like the devil every other day. Yeah. That's just the trite way to say it, but mm-hmm. they're out there. I've run yeah. across uh, lay ministers in various churches that do Yeah. Yeah. And and you know, what, what this says or shows is that we're all sinners. Because there are, you know, we're we're not we're we're not entirely all mm-hmm. as we are on Sunday. You know or or maybe i should say during church you know the smiley i don't know and, and i i i found this like when i was growing up and even maybe not so much now because we drive separate cars but sometimes it can be really challenging and you don't have to agree with me because uh, i know it's probably true anyway uh, but that sometimes sunday mornings can be the, one of the most stressful times before church. I
2: do think the devil works on you and he tries to make you mad at your spouse before
1: you hit the church.
2: It I works both ways. He does, I honestly <laughs> think he does that. I've seen it with us. you got to have some of our
0: Billy just sitting dogs. there looking. What are you talking are. about? You're no. <laughs> your
2: children when you have children
0: yeah. at home. And I'm like, the devil's
2: yeah. working on us again. It's okay, so we, so we have so
0: service at 9 o'clock. Yeah. And then it's 8.45, yeah.
2: Yeah. yeah. I swear the devil does try to get right. you before. Come on, push
0: on. Push get out of bed. we got to be there in three minutes. Yeah. <laughs> and And. it it is it is a struggle but and and you know some might begin to think that you know that that because of the struggle somehow they're not worthy to be hearing what god himself says but that's it it, it's actually a reminder that's why you ought to be there right i mean that's um and I, i i i've noticed too that that especially at those times yeah i think you're right because there is that okay well you know we're just not ready for it Know, you know, kind of thing. But the devil works that way too, in terms of trying to convince people, yeah, you're not worthy. Yeah.
2: yeah. And
0: and Luther makes a good good comment with reference to prayer and that. He says, you know, because there there are some Christians who say, well, I'm not going to pray until I feel ready to.
2: You
0: know. Uh, and and I, I think he referenced that with reference to the Lord's Supper. I'm not going to go to the Lord's Supper until I feel worthy. And his comment was, if you think that way, then you likely never will pray. And you never will come to the Lord's Supper because you will never feel worthy. And if you do feel worthy, then you shouldn't go. <laughs>
2: yeah. Yeah, my, my father-in-law got up Sunday mornings and, and about an hour before the time to church, he announced the family, well, I'm leaving church in such a time for both me that ready most of the time. <laughs> a, friend yeah. of mine,
1: a friend of mine told me that him and his little sister and mom were going to church one Sunday when they were young. And they got behind this real slow lady that had to hurry up and the mom passed them and flipped them off. Said, Go real fast and gets to the parking lot, and here comes beside them. <laughs> <laughs>
2: Was yeah. it the pastor's we wife? We sat
1: in the back row
2: that
0: <laughs> I was wondering if that was the pastor's wife or something. someone that
1: went to the same church.
0: You've likely heard this phrase: that uh, you know the church is a hospital for sinners. Yeah. It's, you know, Christ did not come to call the righteous, but sinners to repentance, and, and that's another reminder uh, that 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 we are in need of God's forgiveness. You know, and, and also not only in need of God's forgiveness, but uh but also of as we are Christians of forgiving others too. You know, that passed and you know did those kind of things to us. So um why can't that be hard? What's that? Can't that be hard? Well it's it's forgiving impossible others. of ourselves. Yeah. You know, I, because we we're, we're really good at holding grudges, I think. So we're, really we're, good. we're good at holding grudges. Oh, yeah, sure. You know, um, And, you know, you, you can hear all you want and, and you, you probably can certainly, you know, reading books, hearing others. You know, all you got to do is do this or, you know, a lot of times, you know, what, what, what I am more aware of when it comes to uh, forgiveness, many people will say, well, you just got to do it so you feel better about yourself. You know, or kind of as a catharsis, you know, if you do this you'll feel better. And and that's a, a tempting reason to forgive, but that's not true forgiveness. True forgiveness is saying, I forgive you your sins because God in Christ has forgiven me all my sins. And you know, um, we we distinguish between um and this is kind of a, this would be an interesting discussion at another time, but you know, forgiving even if someone has not repented.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: because forgiveness is not and, and this is think about this forgiveness is not about the other person um, how does god why does god forgive you and don't say because i can i confess my sins that's not why he
2: forgives you mm-hmm. because of jesus because of
0: jesus yeah mm-hmm. and we have his forgiveness what what is what is the dis, the distinction then between those who have forgiveness and those who don't They don't believe, believe, but God still declares, you know, objectively, right? Um, You know, while we we were still sinners, Christ died for us. You know, and and then he says we were reconciled to God. Um, And the distinction is not choosing it. The distinction is between believing and unbelieving. Not believing the, the promise, the gift.